It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Thursday, November 18th edition of the Heartland at Noon brought to you today by Purpose Financial and Heritage Insurance. We're working together to serve you better. Coming up on the program today, we've got the latest on COVID-19, of course. The first blizzard of the winter is in our past, and despite the fact some local area highways were deemed closed yesterday, hundreds of motorists still ventured into the storm, with many hitting the ditch, and there were a number of crashes. Taylor Elder, Moose Jaw Police Service, will join us today with some timely winter driving safety tips. Heading south this winter? We all know people who have worked hard for decades saving for retirement and seeking the warm sunshine in the winter. Well, the pandemic really got in the way for many last winter, but there are a number of local snowbirds heading south these days, including Carrie and Debbie Johnson. We'll visit with Carrie to see how things are going. Moose Jaw Warriors getting set for two games this weekend. While Warriors management and scouts are preparing for the upcoming 2021 WHL Prospects Draft, Voice of the Warriors, James Gallo, will visit with General Manager Jason Ripplinger on the Heartland at noon today. Regina Pants making a coaching change. Got that story on sports. An agribition coming up next week in Regina. The good folks at Agribition have given us some adult gate passes to get you in for free. Stay tuned for your cue to call, and you could win a package of four gate passes to Agribition next week. Right here on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermaine Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermaine Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. The Holy Trinity Catholic School Division is one of five school divisions taking part in a parent-teacher home visit pilot program. The program has educators along with parents and students meet in a safe location away from the school, such as a home, driveway, or public place, to have conversations about the students' hopes and dreams. Superintendent of Learning Sarah Phipps said so far they have had a lot of positive feedback. It's been really fun to see, actually. Um, the, the families and the educators are so excited to once again kind of meet in person, even from a COVID-safe distance and, and being masked. Um, but they're very grateful to have met in person and just be able to put a name to a face. All Saints School in Swift Current and Ecole St. Margaret's in Moostraw are taking part in the program. If the past few days weren't enough evidence, winter is here, and that means winter driving. Staff Sergeant Taylor Elder on how to prepare if you are commuting this winter. You set an alarm a couple minutes early, give yourself some, some extra travel time so that if, if your speeds are reduced, you're not rushing to get to the places you need to go. Uh, checking in with the highway hotline, they always keep that up, um, pretty up to date and just... Um, you know, leave your pride at home. If it's, if it's, too, if it's too icy or, or too uh, stormy to get to where you're going, you know, it, it's not worth it. He also says to leave a good amount of space between you and other vehicles and to make sure you scrape your car before taking off. The Moose Jaw Soccer Association met with the city's Parks and Recreation Department on Monday to sign a five-year contract. The department is excited to work with the association again and has confidence in their new deal. Chairman of the Soccer Association, Mike Armstrong, says this is a big win after the association's past troubles. 
Uh, well, Moose Soccer has been in a rebuilding phase over the last six months or so, and this is a staple as to that rebuilding phase. And we know our fixed costs is going to ensure financial viability for the for the association moving forward. You can register for soccer on discovermoosejaw.com. The anticipation of the holiday season has arrived, and if your family tradition includes picking out a live tree, be prepared for less stock. A Canadian-wide shortage of trees is expected this year. Brad Crassweller of Cedar Creek Gardens says this Christmas tree shortage isn't short-lived. Yeah, I think it's going to carry on for a number of years because you don't just rattle off a, a bunch of trees inside of a year, right? It takes probably six to eight years to get a good tr- Christmas tree growing. Tree lots around the area will have trees in the coming weeks. Moose Jaw's Rotary Club Tree Stand Sale is back for this Christmas season at the co-op. Sales begin November 25th and go till December 9th. Rotary Club member Glenn Hagel says they'll have over 300 trees to purchase, but it's good to grab one sooner than later. Last year, I think we were sold out in about uh, 10 days, so I would really encourage people who are looking for a real good tree and want to support a good cause to uh, make their visit to our uh, our tree stand uh, with the gingerbread house uh, down at uh, the co-op gas station on First Avenue. Supporting the Rotary Club also means you're helping them support the Moose Jaw Hospital and multiple local and global education programs. Visit discovermoosejaw.com to find out the daily hours of the tree stand. The Moose Jaw Cultural Center is slowly welcoming back live acts to the May Wilson Theater after 20 months of uncertainty. Anyone looking to attend a performance will need proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 test to get into the theater. Derek Cronin, general manager of the Moose Jaw Cultural Center, said attendance has been down. We hosted Jeffrey Straker back in October, and usually we see about 250 to 300 for his show, and I think it was about 150 that was in attendance for that one. Coming up next week at the May Wilson Theater is musician Zachary Lucky on Monday and a Louisiana Hayride Christmas on November 27th. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 17 points. The Dow Jones is down 97 points. The NASDAQ is up 65 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 79.16 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Canadian Armed Forces members are going to provide air and land support for supply chains and in evacuation and rescue operations in B.C. Premier John Horgan says the province is introducing travel restrictions to ensure essential goods and medical and emergency services can reach communities hit hard by flooding. At least two people are still missing after landslides swept vehicles off highways and the search for victims will continue today. Work is already underway to assess the damage and repair highways and railways washed out 
out by the flooding and landslides in that province. Experts say that first, engineers and officials will have to decide whether to rebuild the damaged infrastructure or use new designs. Every major route between the lower mainland and the interior has been cut, and the process of assessing the damage could take up to two weeks. Today's Three Amigos Summit in Washington will deal with issues ranging from the pandemic to supply chain issues to violence against Indigenous women and girls. U.S. President Joe Biden will sit down with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Mexican President Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador at the White House. And a gray and white tabby cat that stowed away on a ship in St. John's, Newfoundland, is on its way back home after a voyage to a Iqaluit. The crew didn't discover the feline until the ship was at sea. With advice from the Iqaluit Humane Society, the cat was lured out of hiding with some tuna water and put in a small cage. The crew has named the cat Journey. That's a look at national news. I'm Chris Sumner. Tuna water. Mmm. Lunchtime. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. The Moose Jaw Warriors will practice today in preparation for two weekend games. Tomorrow in Brandon and then Saturday when they host the Regina Pats. The Warriors coaching staff has been switching up the forward lines this fall, looking for combinations that work. The Warriors' top three scorers were playing together this past weekend. Ryder Korzak, Braden Yeager, and Jagger Furk is making up the first line. And another new combination came up with three goals in two games. Coach Mark O'Leary likes the way Atlee Calvert, Eric Allry, and Martin Rice Savvy have been working together. You can lean on to, to do things right, get the puck out of our end, and you know create some offense at the other end. We'll have all the action on the radio when the Warriors play the Wheat Kings in Brandon tomorrow night. 6.40 pregame show, play-by-play at 7 o'clock with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo. Regina Pants in the news uh, this morning uh, announcing they have parted ways with head coach Dave Stroosh and general manager John Paddock will assume coaching duties moving forward. Stroosh was in his uh, fourth full season as the Pats head coach after spending three years as the Pats assistant. Local curling, only two teams remain at the top of the original 16 cash league standings. Penny Barker's BTN rink sits at 5-0, and while Ben Gamble's KMS crew has a record of 4-0. Last night, Freilich down John's Music, BTN defeated Cal Tire, and ProTech Electric picked up the win over EMJ Marketing. The Saskatchewan Curling Tour takes over the Moose Jaw Ford Curling Center this weekend with the top men's teams in the province competing Friday through Sunday. And Toronto Blue Jays' Robbie Ray was named the American League Cy Young Award winner last night, deservedly so. Ray got 29 out of 30 first-place votes after he posted an ERA of 2.84 with a league-high 248 strikeouts last season. The American League MVP will be named tonight, and uh, two of the three finalists are Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Marcus Simeon. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Way better than it has been this week, that's for sure. Mostly cloudy skies this afternoon. Southeast breeze, 30, gusting to 50. The high today could reach zero, although we're struggling to get there right now. Tonight, mostly cloudy skies. The overnight low, minus 7. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud. A light breeze out of the west. The high, plus 2. Saturday, sunny, high, plus 1. Sunday, sunny, high, minus 3. And as predicted, this morning, Environment Canada was calling for sunny skies and a high of 10 on Monday. I predicted that would change when they issued the new forecast at 11 a.m. It has sunny and mild, the high plus five, just not plus 10, like they were predicting earlier. 
Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, minus 4. Normal high at this time of year, minus 1. Normal low, minus 11. Record high, 14 degrees, set in 2009. Record low, minus 27, set in 1996. Sun up today at 821, and the sun goes down today at 514. This hour, Moostja, I'd say partly sunny, minus 10 degrees. Regina, minus 11. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, minus 7. Rockland, Coronac, minus 8. Swift Current, minus 5. Elbow, minus 9. Davidson, Watrous, minus 10. Once again, Assiniboia, minus 7. Regina, minus 11. And with the wind out of the south-southeast at 18 and the relative humidity at 85%, it's minus 10 in Moostjaw. After a brief time, I will check the road report in the Paul Martin commentary on the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds! Gina Jewelry has a great selection of jewelry for everyone and every occasion, including custom-made pieces. Plus, they can fix and maintain your jewelry. They will even buy your old gold. Gina Jewelry International, 240 High Street West. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Road report from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. Full store of fall and winter fashions for sizes small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique Town and Country Mall. It's kind of a relief not to have a whole bunch of crashes and road closure signs to tell you about today. Good winter driving in the local area, right across southern Saskatchewan. And about halfway up to Saskatoon, Highway 11. Davidson up to uh, Saskatoon, icy patches and slippery sections. Other than that, Saskatchewan highways in the south in pretty good winter driving condition. You should uh, also know that when you see red, blue, or amber flashing lights at the side of the road, you got to slow down to 60 kilometers per hour. Chances are you're going to see some tow trucks out there today pulling vehicles out of ditches after yesterday's blizzard. So be careful out there. Locally, uh, the intersection of Carlton and 10th is reopened to traffic after cast iron water main work wrapped up on the 900 block of Carlton. And uh, like the uh, 900 block of Caribou, that 900 block of Carlton is uh, kind of in rough shape, but the plan is to come back in the spring and patch it up a little better. Also, slow down at the intersection of Saskatchewan Street West and 6th Avenue, right in front of Sass Polytechnic. They uh, dug up the road there and uh, covered it with gravel, and now it's turned into a pothole mess. Save yourself uh, some damage and slow down at that intersection of Saskatchewan and 6th Northwest. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. It's called the Holroyd Latte Index. It's a tool for assessing the appeal of a community. 
In an article for the publication Municipal World, well-known Saskatchewan academic Ken Coates wrote about a concept developed by University of Saskatchewan professor Dr. Carolyn Holroyd, who argues the local coffee shop or cafe is an integral part of any community's fabric. This is especially important for towns or communities looking to attract young professionals, such as doctors or teachers. The coffee shop is part of their lives, as they are often seen working the laptop while sipping a cup of joe. Echoing that sentiment is Nenad Bach, an international music icon often called upon by national leaders for advice. He argues companies do not leave communities with these attributes, good coffee, good restaurants, and a strong art scene. Pointing to Austin, Texas, which is among the fastest-growing cities in the U.S., he says Dell Computers rebuffed suggestions that they should relocate to Silicon Valley because Austin was too much fun and the company's employees wouldn't move. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade bowling for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. Central Collegiate presents Mamma Mia, a jukebox musical based on the songs of ABBA. This show has graced stages worldwide and has been enjoyed by over 65 million people since its 1999 debut. Spend an evening at the theater and hear familiar pop hits, including Dancing Queen, Super Trooper, and Take a chance on me. Mamma Mia, today through Saturday, 7 o'clock at the Centennial Auditorium. Students pay 10, adults pay 15. Tickets at show TIX number 4, letter U.com or at the Central Collegiate Office. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. For the past three weeks, right around this time of day, we've been uh, playing new audio clues for you to guess. Where we had hidden that microphone. Hidden mic for Canadian Tire on 800 CHAB. Uh, we don't have to give you an audio clue today because we got a winner this morning on 800 CHAB. Now, let, let me say this. We did have a handful of people uh, guess that the, the mic was hidden uh, in Waccamaw under the bridge. But today's photo clue Gave away the exact location. So Ellen Schoberg had an advantage. Mike on 800 CHAB. We're almost at the end of week three here. Somebody's got to win today or tomorrow. The grand prize is Hidden Mike from Canadian Tire. The grand prize includes a television, an electric fireplace, nesting tables, and a wine fridge. For three weeks, we've been playing audio clues. For three weeks, we've been taking guesses. And this week, oh, we've been so, so close, but we needed the exact location. Today's contestant on the Moose Jaw RV and Marine contest line is Ellen Schoberg of Moose Jaw, I'm assuming, Ellen? Good. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Good thing. Have you heard the audio clues and been watching the photo clues, Ellen? Yeah, I have most of them, as much as I can. Okay, well, here's here's another audio clue here. Now, I got to ask you, Ellen, have you, have you seen the photo clues? Have you seen today's photo clue on the Hidden Mic page on Discover Moose Jaw? Yeah, I have. Okay, okay. It looks pretty obvious to me. Where do you think we have the microphone hidden? I think it's down in Waccamaw, um, where the train goes over the bridge. It's underneath the bridge in, in the in the in the metal under it. 
Hey, Ellen. Mm-hmm. You got it. I got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> the photo is just too obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Way to go. Awesome. You're a winner, Ellen Schoberg. You get the grand prize from Canadian Tire, a television, an electric fireplace, nesting tables, and a wine fridge. And your instant prize today, a $25 gift card from In Essence in the Town and Country Mall. You're a big winner today, Ellen Schoberg. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's not even well, Christmas yet. No. <laughs> I never expected that. Awesome. That, that much. Wow. Way to go. I don't think you've ever won anything on this morning show before, have you? No, I haven't. It's the first well, time. You're a winner today, Ellen Schoberg. Way to go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. And stay on the line. I'll uh, I'll fill you full of information here in a minute. Okay, thank you. Ellen Schoberg, a grand prize winner on Hidden Mike, brought to you by Canadian Tire. We should say thanks to uh, all of our sponsors, Western Pizza Express, Telefy Wireless Bell Kiosk, In Essence, Deja Vu Cafe, Iron Style House, Great Canadian Dollar Store, Night Automotive, Devo's Car Wash, Canadian Tire, and of course, the greatest hits of all time, 800-CHAB. Yeah, way to go, Ellen Schoberg. Ellen told me after uh, we got off the radio, she said, you know, I, I played along and I, I entered to win the game, but I didn't realize uh, what the grand prize was. She said, I, I'd have been happy with some flowers and chocolates. <laughs> she got a TV and an electric fireplace and, and more from Canadian Tire. Again, thanks to all our sponsors. Hidden Mike was a lot of fun on 800-CHAB. Um, many of us uh, have been itching to travel again as the pandemic continues longer than most expected. Well, the U.S.-Canada land border uh, recently reopened, and former Moose Javians Carrie and Debbie Johnson, who retired eight years ago, sold all their belongings and bought an RV to travel in. They usually spend the majority of the winter down south, but COVID-19 put a wrench in their plans last year. Haley Shirky with Carrie Johnson on the road. Former Moose Javians Carrie and Debbie Johnson traveled over the U.S. border on the first day of the land reopening. I talked to Carrie about their experience going back to the States. Hey, Carrie, how's it going? It's going great. We're in Rapid City, South Dakota, and it was only plus nine overnight, so it's just been gorgeous. Nice, nice. So how long did it take you guys to get there? Um... Actually, we left, uh, we left Regina Monday morning. We went into Regina Sunday night, and it took us about two hours to get to the border. We crossed at Ridgeway. Okay, okay, yeah. And so how was that? It was really good. We got, uh, we got to the border about uh, quarter to ten in the morning, and uh, we were across by 11. Oh, that's not bad at all. I thought it would be a lot busier. Yes, well, friends of ours from Alberta went through at the major border crossing at Coots, and some were three hours to get across. And then our other friends, they went at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it took them five minutes. So I think those that waited till the afternoon got across quickly because um, a friend of ours who's a trucker came behind us about 3 o'clock, and he said there was only two vehicles in front of him. So the it was busy in the early morning, and then... People seem to get across real quick. Oh, well, that's not bad. Yeah, I saw a few posts about people crossing in Ontario, and I heard that it was taking forever. So it's good that you guys didn't oh. didn't have to wait there for too long. Oh, no, not at all. 
And what was really interesting, we gave him our passports with our vaccine information, and he goes, oh, that's fine. We don't need to see that. And um, and then went in our trailer and found some lemons. They were more concerned with fruit than they were with vaccinations, it seemed. It's awesome that you guys got over so easily, I guess, besides the lemons. Oh, it was, it was yeah, it was, it was very easy. You know, the, the standard questions and everything, but uh, at the actual border, we were probably 10 minutes with the customs agent. Do you want to just tell me um, about your traveling experiences before COVID? Yes, we've been RVing for the last eight years. So last year was the first time in eight years we couldn't go down. So you guys go to the States um, just for the winters? Yeah, we go down. uh, Usually we go down in October and we come home in April. Yeah, you can only be down there uh, six months before the rules change for you. Where were you when COVID kind of happened or started, I guess? Well, actually, uh, we were in Yuma, Arizona when they gave the call for all Canadians to come home. Okay, so you guys headed home kind of March of 2020? We headed, we headed home around the 25th of March in 2020. It was interesting. Usually you come up to the border and they ask you, have you bought liquor? Have you done this? you done this? When we came back in COVID in March 2020, we got to the border. The guy said, where were you? Yuma. And he said, uh, where are you going? I said, uh, Moose Jaw. He says, remember to quarantine. And boom, they just kicked us through the border. They didn't even check to see what we had. Yeah, probably just trying to get people through as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was very interesting. The week before, they were lined up about five miles from the border with Canadian tourists. When we got there a week later, there was none. So it's, 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 I guess it's all timing. You know, you know, sometimes you're there for days, and then the next time you're right through. Yeah, I guess you guys just have good timing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, for the most part. Uh, for the first time ever, there was... Three border guards per car searching everything. Okay, so they the, usually never the search, search was coming through, but they were being very thorough. Every vehicle, it just didn't matter who you were. I think they were just being doubly careful with what people were bringing. For some reason, I don't know, but they, um, like I said, there was three three guards, two on each side of the vehicle, and one searching our rig. Wow, and it's not usually like that in your experience. No. No, in our experience, you usually pull up to the window, you hand them your passports, they ask you if you got any fruit and and if you, or uh, produce or anything, and if you answer wrong, they ask you to pull over and then they search you. But for the most part, it's just great. Have a nice day and we'll enjoy your winter. And so did you guys have to do a negative test going into the States or is that just coming back? No, the Americans aren't requesting a negative test going in. And uh, it's only coming back into Canada, but we're really hoping that the government uh, changes that before we come back in April. Yeah, I've heard it's it's pretty expensive. Yes, they and I the one I there's some places that are charging I think three hundred for a test. It kind of makes you not want to go if you're just going for a short trip because it's pretty expensive. And it's kids uh, it's kids five and up, so a family of four that could be upwards of twelve hundred U.S. You know. Yeah, that adds a lot of cost to the trip. It it sure does. Well, hopefully they switch it to even just a rapid test or something, something a little bit less expensive. Exactly. That's yeah, that's crazy. Yes, that would yeah. Because what's the rapid test about twenty bucks? Safe travels to uh, Moose Jaw's Kerry and Debbie Johnson safely across the border and on their way to the sunshine. 
kind of jealous. We'll take a time out and be back. Moose Jaw Warriors are getting set for a couple of games this weekend. And also, management getting set for the upcoming WHL Prospects Draft. We'll share that story with you next. Heartland at Noon, CHAB. And big rewards with CS2300 from Canterra Seeds, a Roundup-ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now, get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the rewards of this yield powerhouse. Visit Canterra.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. Hey, it's Larry from the Park. If you don't buy your 24 packs of Canadian Pilsner or our super cheap Coors Light here, you're paying way too much. We stocked up before the big price increase and are passing the savings on to you, our loyal customers. We'll even sell to new ones. The Park. Cold, cheap, fast. In a world where yield robbers like Clubroot and Blackleg lurk in the soil, one canola hybrid has the stem to take a stand. CS3000TF. A high-yielding TrueFlex canola hybrid from Canterra Seeds. Featuring second-generation Clubroot and multigenic black leg resistance with the flexible rate and timing of true flex canola with roundup ready technology visit canterra.com to order cs 3000 tf from your preferred retailer today always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions this is greg marston from heritage insurance and you're listening to the heartland at noon on 800 chab Busy days in the hockey world. Moose Jaw Warriors have uh, two games this weekend in Brandon tomorrow night, and then they host the Regina Pats in their uh, Hockey Fights Cancer game uh, coming up Saturday night, raising money for uh, cancer research. And while Warren Scouts are preparing for the upcoming 2021 WHL Prospects Draft, Voice of the Warriors James Gallo visiting with General Manager Jason Ripplinger on the Heartland at Noon today. And Jason, not only is it the, the WHL Prospects Draft, but it starts on December 8th with the U.S. Prospects Draft. And I want to ask about that first. With all the restrictions that you and your staff have had to go through over the past year, how hard has it made preparing yourself for the U.S. prospect draft? Well, it's been hard. Um, we have got some people down in the States that we have we trust and they've showed us some uh, video clips of players. So at the end of the day, we pick late in the draft, in the first round and early in the second round. So we're just going to have to go off uh, video this year and just see what happens. I- that's this year. I'd like to ask about last year's pick, and that being Cameron McEwen. He was your first-round pick in the 2020 U.S. Uh, prospect draft. Uh, he's playing with Shattuck St. Mary's, which is a great hockey school. Has there been dialogue uh, with Cameron, and you know, is there interest, and, and where do you maybe potentially see him fitting in if he does come? Well, for, for Cameron, you know, he went through the U.S. draft where that year that we were able to, to see him get a lot of viewings on him. And we've had a lot of dialogue with the with the family. They want to come here. Um, they want to see Moose Jaw. And when he gets here, we'll uh, show him around and see what he thinks. Talking with Moose Jaw Warriors General Manager Jason Ripplinger, the WHL 2021 uh, prospect draft and it's going to be held virtually similar to 2020 and Jason again for fans to understand what you and your staff schedule is like could you just please describe it I get to see it on a daily basis but maybe fans don't could you just describe what your schedule has been like in the last two months trying to prepare for this draft yeah no it's been a grind our scouts are doing a good job um, we've been out pretty much every weekend here or every weekend I should say 
um, getting you know getting to see a lot of the, a lot of talent and, and starting to get our, our list going. Is it tough because you you know you have the 06s in December and then now you have the 07s in May. So I mean you're not going to have a weekend off until June perhaps. Yeah, no, there's no weekends off here. Um, you know, obviously the the drop being in December. The 06s in December, the 07s are in May. But as you guys prepare and you talk about the schedule, but how important, Jason, is it with communication with your scouting staff? Well, we're you know we have a small staff, so we've uh, we're obviously communicating uh, you know every second day to make sure guys are going out and, and evaluating these players. Uh, having the WHL Cup was was really good because you got the, all the high end players were there, so it was nice. To, I mean, there's some players that were missed off those teams, but we've been able to uh, get out and find these guys. Jason, you know, every team evaluates differently. What are some of the pillars that the Moose Jaw Warriors want in future players? Well, we're all about skating, competing, and hockey sense. Those are the those are the biggest things. I think skill will take care of itself, and that's kind of how we always uh, how we always done it. Um, we've always kind of thought uh, build from the back end uh, first. Um, so we'll see when we're picking at uh, 16 what player is there. Just diving a little bit more on that. Again, the Warriors picked 16th overall. Uh, you got that from Van- from Victoria in the Braden Tracy trade, but that was originally Saskatoon's pick, so that's the Warriors select. Um, what's your philosophy? Is it is it best player available? Is it best player available that fits your organizational needs? Or is it just, you know, let's see when we get there type of thing? Well, let's see when you get there type of thing. But at the end of the day, you're going to take the best player that we feel that's on, on the board at that time. And that's the player we'll pick. Two second round picks as well for the Warriors this year. Is this a good opportunity in 2021 to try and, you know, restock the shelves with some quality prospects? Yeah, for sure. We're obviously a team that's trying to make a step this year, but we're also, with all these picks too, we're also going to try to keep it. We're we're drafting good players and we keep uh, at the top. Winding down with General Manager Jason Ripplinger. It's your first year as General Manager of the organization, so you have, you know, the organization you have to worry about and you have the draft they have to worry about i mean it's a big challenge has that been one of the hardest things for you over the past couple of months yeah it's been it's been challenging but at the end of the day i feel that i'm well organized and uh, i got good people that work with me from the scouts to the front office and the coaching staff so you know there's times when i can't be here i'm on the road to to watch uh, hockey where i have a lot of trust in the people that are here Talking again on the on the 2006 born players that are available in the 2021 WHL prospects draft. I don't expect you to name names. I don't think that's right, but I would just like to ask uh, about the Saskatchewan content. How does this year look for Saskatchewan? Uh, Saskatchewan's probably not as deep as, as it was in the the 05 group, yeah. um, but there's still there's still some quality players that I think you know there could potentially be three, four, or five first rounders. Lastly, Jason, uh, the one thing that I, I would like to get a comment on, you've touched on it uh, throughout the course of the interview, but it's just maybe uh, just comments on your scouting staff and kind of what they mean to you. Well, they mean a lot. They, you know, they're taken away from their, they leave their jobs early. Uh, they use their holiday time to, to go scouting. So, I mean, it's greatly appreciated, but they're guys that uh, became friends and, and guys that I trust. And I know they're, you know, they're going out watching hockey for me. Bouchard Warriors General Manager Jason Ripplinger. Again, December 8th, it's the U.S. Draft. December 9th, it's the WHL Prospects Draft. Good luck in the next month as you prepare. Appreciate it. Thanks, James. All for the love of the game. Warriors General Manager Jason Ripplinger with James Gallo on the Heartland at noon. We'll take a time out. we got a COVID update uh, for you coming up and uh, some winter driving tips in the wake of yesterday's blizzard. 
on the Heartland at Noon. If alcohol came with a warning label like cigarettes, it would include increased risk of several types of cancer, learning and memory problems, mental health issues, social complications, diabetes, cirrhosis, pancreatitis, low birth weight, and fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Make sure your drinking decision is an educated one. Where, when, and how much you drink is your responsibility. Please drink responsibly and don't ever drink and drive. This message has been brought to you by 800 CHAB. Hi, this is Jeff, owner of Cross Canada Flooring. We have been proudly serving Moose John area for over 20 years. From free estimates to professional installation, we have you covered. At Cross Canada Flooring, we have a large selection of in-stock specials and are even happy to guide you in your do-it-yourself project. Visit Mooshaw's largest independent flooring store today. Easy to find, 326 High Street West. Cross Canada Flooring Mooshaw. We want you to adore your floor. This is Jordan with the Cinnaboy Livestock. We had a pre-sort sale on November 16th. Prices have come down a couple cents from our last sale. 300 to 400 pound steers sold from 211 to 242. 400 to 450 pound steers sold from 218 to 242. 450 to 500 pound steers sold from 205 to 242. 500 to 550 pound steers sold from 203 to 220. 550 to 600 pound steers sold from 196 to 206. 600 to 650 pound steers sold from 188 to 196. 650 to 700 pound steers sold from 184 to 191. 700 to 800 pound Steers sold from 176 to 187. 800 to 900 pound steers sold from 167 to 177. Heifers are 30 to 50 cents back from the steers. We also had a regular sale on November 17th. Prices have hold steady since our last sale. Heiferettes sold from 111 to 138. D1 and D2 cows sold from 57 to 67 cents. D3 cows sold from 30 to 50 cents. And counter cows sold from 15 to 25 cents. Slaughter bulls sold from 84 to 95 cents. Our next sale is November 23rd. Call to book your cattle in today at 6425. Hi, this is Joe Miller, Executive Director for Souls Harbor Rescue Mission. We're building a new humanitarian facility right here in Moose Jaw next year. And so today, I'm asking you to support our building campaign by purchasing your 5050 tickets at shrmsk5050.ca. Ticket prices range from one ticket for $20 to 100 tickets for $250. The draw date is December 3rd, and you could be the lucky winner. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. This is a City of Moose Jaw Notorious News Update brought to you by the City of Moose Jaw. Build your brand. Secure naming rights to a city facility, including the downtown arena. Visit moosejaw.ca slash naming rights. This has been a City of Moose Jaw Notorious News Update brought to you by the City of Moose Jaw. COVID-19 update for the day. Well, 149 new cases added yesterday, along with 177 recoveries, and four more people have died. The new cases include two more here in the South Central region. So we've got 1,104 cases active across the province, 53 active cases in the South Central zone, which is one more than we reported yesterday. 168 people are hospitalized with COVID-19, including 126 receiving inpatient care, 42 people in intensive care units, and we still have 11 patients receiving ICU care 
in Ontario. All the latest numbers on discovermoosejaw.com as usual. So the uh, first blizzard of the winter has come and gone, but the cleanup continues. Chances are you'll find a tow truck here and there retrieving vehicles from ditches across the province today. Our Haley Shirky on the phone with Taylor Elder from the Moose Jaw Police Service with some timely reminders for all of us who get behind the wheel. Winter weather is here, and along with that comes winter driving. I talked to Staff Sergeant Taylor Elder about what you need to know when hitting the roads this winter. Just because yesterday and the day before, the weather was so crazy with the roads and everything. So I kind of wanted to just talk about winter driving because I find that right now is like the worst time to be driving because everyone still drives like it's summer. Absolutely. Yeah, we go through that kind of transition phase right now where, uh, you know, the ground's not quite frozen, but you might have some snow on top of there. You know, it, it obviously makes the road slippery and then people are accustomed to driving the normal speeds that they would drive throughout the summertime. So there's definitely that transition period where we uh, really want people to focus on their speed, slow down, and uh, pay attention to the, to the icy roads. You got to buy yourself some time to, to create that stopping distance. Definitely, definitely. Um, and so what would you say is the number one thing that police officers see when it comes to a change in road conditions? There's a variety of different things. I mean, uh, whether it's... Um, new drivers or, or newer drivers that might not be experienced driving in the in the snowy conditions. Um, but again, we ask everyone just to pay attention to the to the icy conditions. Make sure you clear off your windows so you got clear um, lines of view and uh, just just give yourself um, adequate stopping distance to uh, prevent, you know, those those uh, slippery intersections or, you know, a car stopping abruptly. Give yourself some time to react and make sure you can uh, drive safely. Yeah, absolutely. And so for those who commute, I know that yesterday was a bad day for commuting, and I'm sure we'll have a few more of those. So what is the best advice you can give to people who may be going to Regina for work or other out-of-town places? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, living in Saskatchewan, I mean, we, we get pretty used to winter conditions, but, uh, you know, maybe setting the alarm a couple minutes early, give yourself some, some extra travel time so that if, if your speeds are reduced, you're not rushing to get to the places you need to go. Uh, checking in with the highway hotline, they always keep that uh, pretty up to date. And just um, you know, leave, leave your pride at home if it's if it's too if it's too icy or, or too uh, stormy to get to where you're going. You know, it, it's not worth it. In the age of COVID, we've all been uh, pretty accustomed to having meetings over Zoom or, or virtual meetings. So I think uh, employers now more than ever are more uh, um, accustomed to having employees work from home. And I think I think employers know that uh, the employees can work from home and still contribute. So. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't risk the icy conditions if you don't have to. Uh, but again, if you are trying planning to make that trek, make sure you give yourself some adequate time to make that uh, make that trip, and so you're not uh, you're not rushing, using excessive speeds. Wake up a little bit early and, and try to get on the road a little bit earlier. Definitely, I think if you don't know how to use Zoom by now, you will probably never know how to use it. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the highway to Regina yesterday was closed, but a lot of people still decided to make the drive to Regina. Um, do you think that that puts a different type of pressure on emergency crews? Absolutely. I mean, we signed up to help people, and, and we'll continue to help people regardless of the, of the conditions. I mean, but if people put themselves in dangerous situations and, you know, might hit the ditch or, or get into a wreck, it definitely puts some extra pressure on, on all emergency crews. I mean, whether it be from... You know, the, the police responding to that EMS, fire going to help those people, or even the tow trucks trying to pull these people out of the, the ditches or, or off the road. 
Uh, it just creates further hazards for other people that might be on the roadway, you know, whether it be other emergency crews or whoever might be on the roads, uh, the sanding crew or the highway crew trying to clear the roads. So again, I mean, if, if it's too stormy to head out, I mean, like I said, leave your pride at home and, uh, and take the day off and try and contribute from Zoom if you can. Absolutely. We got a few photos yesterday of a, of the highway and it was pretty busy still. Like everyone was obviously stopped in most places, but lots of people still tried to, to make the trek. So in case of an emergency and if you are stranded on the highway, what are some things that you should do? Yeah, you know, always being prepared. I mean, having uh, like an emergency kit in your trunk or, or the backseat of your vehicle is always important. You never know if you're going to be stranded in your vehicle. So, I mean, blankets, um, candles, some sort of, uh, you know, external heat source, um, making sure your cell phone is charged. I mean, we're, we're pretty lucky around here. We have service in, in most areas. So making sure you have a cell phone that you can let people know where you're at or uh, having that emergency kit in the backseat would be very uh, beneficial. You can still give out tickets if people are driving the speed limit, but it is not in line with the road conditions. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a, um, a statute that basically covers over driving too fast for the road conditions. So, I mean, uh, when we talk about highway number one, um, yes, the speed limit is 110, but if it's if it's a blizzard and blustering and, and uh, the officer's, officer's perception is this person's driving way too fast for road conditions, you can definitely be charged for even going under the speed limit. Um, so it's it's definitely, um, I guess it's open to interpretation, but I mean, if, if we feel that uh, somebody's putting themselves or some other people in danger, there's definitely some fixable offenses for that. Absolutely, that makes sense. Well, Taylor, that was all the questions that I had today. Is there anything else that you would like to add that I might have missed? Uh, I just maybe would like to mention, I mean, I know like our highway crews are, are doing their best to get the, road, get the roads cleared off. So when you see those, those blue and yellow flashing lights on the highway, uh, and those uh, snow plows out there, just make sure you give yourself some room. They kind of create a little mini blizzard behind them, so make sure you're uh, passing or uh, going past them at, at a safe speed and you, and you know the road and you, you're not going to find yourself in a, in a dangerous situation. Passing all emergency vehicles are 60, so if, if there's lights flashing, you you got to slow down to 60 to pass them. Staff Sergeant Taylor Elder, Moose Jaw Police Service, with some um, some really good tips. For everybody. And uh, and another one that we always we always hear is never leave your vehicle uh, if you're stranded, especially in bitter cold. Your chances of survival are way better if you stay inside your vehicle. You're safe there. You're warm there. And, uh, you know, hypothermia can set in so quickly. And that emergency survival kit for sure with water, some food, candles, and matches at the very least. If you don't have that stuff in your vehicle now, you should probably... Work on putting that stuff in your vehicle uh, as, uh, well, winter's here, isn't it? So many things to see and do in Moose Jaw, and isn't that a nice change as we uh, try to climb our way out of this pandemic? Uh, the Moose Jaw Public Library has a movie club up and running. They had Thelma and Louise on the big screen this past weekend. Uh, it's the Moose Jaw Public Library Movie Club. Uh, chance to catch a flick and enjoy some fellowship uh, before and after the movie. Uh, if you missed the movie this past weekend, no troubles. Plan to attend the next one. Our Sharon Church has more. I'm chatting with Carolyn Graham. She's the acting assistant head librarian at the Moose Jaw Public Library. Carolyn, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Well, I see that you have a movie club, and this is super cool. Can you tell me about it? Well, this is a brand new program as of last fall. It's something we've talked about doing, and we do have a staff member who does some programming and who's really a movie buff. 
his name is Jordan Bosch. So we decided we were going to try a movie club this fall. We had reopened to include evening hours in September, so the first uh, movie club date was in the evening, but then our hours are restricted again, so we're back to Saturday afternoons right now. But there's been a lot of interest in it. We had a really good turnout to the very first one in September. And so after the movie plays, do you kick everybody out or, or, or do you get oh, to no, stay? Oh, no, 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 no. No, uh, we're screening it in the library theater. So it's, you know, sort of seems like a real theater. But no, after the uh, the movie is over, there's a time for conversations, discussions, uh, people to make comments on, on the movie and uh, also to ask questions of Jordan. Uh, yeah, so it's intended to be a kind of a social gathering as well as, uh, as uh, you know, viewing the movie. So when is the next date for Movie Club? Our next Movie Club will be on Saturday, December the 11th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And this will be the last movie for this year, but we intend to continue with the Movie Club next year. Wonderful. And do you know the title for the next movie? Well, it's going to be a movie which I I think is considered to be kind of a classic. And the name of the movie is Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. I, I should come to Movie Club. <laughs> you should come to Movie Club, yes. Um, I think that we're trying to include sort of a selection of retrospectives as well as more current movies. Is there a cost to come to this? No, it's absolutely free. The only thing is we do require that uh, people attending uh, provide proof of full vaccination or a recent COVID test within the last 72 hours. So that's the only requirement in order to attend. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for chatting with me. Uh, This is something that's really exciting that the library is offering. And uh, I hope you get lots of people out. Awesome. Free movies, free flicks. You just got to be in the Moose Child Public Library Movie Club. You can drop into the library anytime for more information. We'll take a brief time out. We're back with more Heartland at Noon on CHAB. And now, another rock and roll history lesson on 800-CHAB. Shortly before the Tragically Hip released their 1989 album, Up To Here, they made a decision as a band that would keep them together for almost 30 years. All of the royalties from their music would be split evenly five ways. The band also made another decision that day. Gord Downey would write all of their lyrics from that point on. Can't tell jokes, just provide the material. The poetic lyrics of Gord Downey were inspired by everything from hockey cards to war museums and would shape the band's songs from that point on. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson, brought to you by Great West Auto and Egg Supply in Moose Jaw, a Cinnaboya Livestock Auction, committed to getting top dollar for your livestock. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today, mainly cloudy wind coming from the southeast at 30 kilometers per hour and gusting up to 50 and a high of zero. Tonight, cloudy, then opening up this evening, low of minus 7, a wind chill of minus 8 in the evening, and then minus 14 overnight. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud, some light wind, a high of plus 2, and a wind chill of minus 14 in the morning. Tomorrow night, clear with a low of minus 10. 
Saturday, sunny with a high of plus one. Sunday, sunny with a high of minus three. Monday, sunny with a high of plus five. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Catherine Ludwig. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. This is a story we had on the radio uh, a few days ago. I just haven't had time to uh, play the interview. The new outdoor fitness equipment added to Crescent Park in downtown Moose Jaw. Hoping to encourage us to uh, stay notoriously active, the outdoor equipment overlooking the spray park and the playground. Our Haley Shirky has more. I talked to Scott Osmachenko, Recreation Services Manager for the City of Moose Jaw, about the new outdoor fitness equipment in Crescent Park. Scott, how long has this been in the works? Yeah, this has kind of been in the works ever since the end of the uh, 2018 game. So they they wrapped that up, um, and guess they presented us with a check in 2019, and then we yeah finally got everything organized uh, this year. Okay, awesome. And so for those who don't know, how did you gain the funding for this equipment? Sure. So the funding was basically like a legacy item. So in 2018, Moose Jaw hosted the um, Saskatchewan Seniors Mechanism 55-plus seniors games. And just, yeah, from that event, um, the committee had some leftover funding. And then we also did apply for a few grants in partnership with the Eastside Community Association. So based on those efforts, we were able to fund the fitness equipment. Okay, cool. And do you want to just tell me a little bit about the equipment? What's the setup like? For sure. So the setup actually is designed to overlook the spray park and the playground in Crescent Park. So the idea is instead of just maybe sitting on a bench and watching other people have fun and be active, you can be active yourself while potentially watching your children or grandchildren or just finding a reason to use the equipment as an active living opportunity. So it's designed for anyone to use it, and it's just another great uh, active living opportunity in Crescent Park. Awesome. And so what kind of equipment is there? So there's two pieces of equipment. One is uh, it's like a recumbent bike. So what that means is that you is just, there's a seat, and then there's some pedals. So you can uh, sit there and pedal. And the other one is kind of a chest press. So kind of that traditional, what you might see in a gym, you might just sit there and then just push out with your, uh, your uh, as a chest press. Nice. So kind of a full body workout going on. Yeah, legs and arms is kind of the idea. Yeah. So, Perfect. Yeah, instead of just sitting on the bench, you can uh, use your legs or arms. Cool. And so why did you choose Crescent Park as the location? Um, We chose Crescent Park with some consultation with the committee. You know, there's a lot of seniors that live in that area. So we did kind of want to focus more on that older adult group. Uh, So that was one of the reasons. And yeah, we just felt that that was another amenity to add to Crescent Park in that real hub there where the the water park and the uh, playground is. Yeah, for sure. That's a good choice of equipment for maybe a few older people just because, I mean, it's not running on a treadmill or anything. It's a little bit easier on the joints, I would assume. It is, yeah, absolutely. And we there is so much activity in Crescent Park just with people walking, enjoying the amenities. It's just another another feature. So um, we do have the outdoor fitness equipment in Spring Creek, um, but this one is kind of more of a central location. All right, perfect, Scott. That was all the questions that I had. I know it's a pretty pretty quick interview but is there anything that you would like to add that i might have missed um i think the idea is maybe in the future that we might add a few more you know features in crescent park as we kind of work towards um 
uh, there's some grant funding too. I know it's it's very popular trails, outdoor outdoor fitness, uh, and this is just another way for people to stay active and building kind of that supportive environment. Yeah, are there any other locations that will be gaining outdoor fitness that you know of at this time? Um, not at this time, no. We kind of are focusing on um, what we have right now. Um, we kind of have our playground renewal program. We're looking at, um, you know, outdoor rinks, benches, kind of park amenities, uh, pit tables. But, yeah, right now, uh, Spring Creek and Crescent Park would be our two locations for actual, like, fitness, outdoor fitness equipment. And I've tried the uh, outdoor fitness equipment at Spring Creek. I haven't touched it since COVID. <laughs> it's scared. But it's great. It's great. It's right along the walking path uh, and, and spread Spring Creek. So you can, like, take a little time out from your walk or, or your bike ride or your jog and, you know, pump a little iron. Pump you up. One more brief time out before my daily commentary. Oh, I got to give away the aggravation passes. Want to go? Four adult gate passes for you right now. I'm taking caller one. Moose Jaw RV and Marine Contest Line, 693-8000. If you're going to Agribition, you might as well get into the gates for free. Four adult gate passes for you right now. Moose Jaw RV and Marine Contest Line, 693-8000. Here we go. 800-CHAB. Good afternoon. Who's this? Uh, John Kimmersall. Hey, John. How are you? Not too bad. I'm assuming you're a regular at Agribition, right? I try and go every year, yeah. Right on. Well, four adult passes for you, my friend. Stay on the line, and I'll get your phone number and stuff like that. Okay, thank you very much. Hey, thanks for listening. Be right back with my daily commentary, Heartland at Noon, CHAB. 800-CHAB, connecting the community. Hi, my name is Randy Neville, and I'm the president of the Moose Jaw Warriors Booster Club, and we're looking for volunteers. Send an email to mjwarriors.boosterclub at gmail.com. Or they can uh, reply to us on our Booster Club Facebook page. Or just show up in a game night. If you come to the game and ask and go, hey, we'll take their name and number and information and we'll gladly put people to work. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Urban Cellars. Located on South Hill, serving all of Moose Jaw. They offer a large selection of wines, spirits, beers and seltzers. Stop by today. Rasa Whitecap Charlet and Howe Red Angus, serving you in the past, present, and the future. Charlet and Red Angus, designed for your ranch needs. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Attention, cattle producers. It's Friday, November 19th at 10 a.m. at Mancora Stock and Great Company. It's an all class sale. Last week's all breed calf sale. 450 weight steers sold for $239. 550 weight steers, $210. 650 weights for $1.95. All our sales are broadcast on dvauction.com. Updates on our Facebook page and our webpage. November 19th, no class sales at 10 a.m. Call 306 478 2229. She is a nurse. She works in Regina. Her life has no doubt been stressful since the pandemic shut us down some 20 months ago. Adding to her worries, as you can imagine, has been the fact she could be exposed to COVID-19 and take it home to her husband and young children. She believes in science. She has been a proponent of the vaccines and at times frustrated by those who aren't. It was in the middle of the blizzard yesterday she took some time to share this on social media. I quote, Don't believe this snowstorm, folks. Scam storm. 
just created by Big Weather and the Tow and Plow Companies to get your money and take your freedom. It's your right to drive whatever speed you want and end up in the ditch. Don't be like a sheep. Give her. It's time we stand up to those snowflakes. Hashtag scamstorm. You see what she did there? I'm Rob Kearney.